This is a Project Humanoid production. Whammo. Project Humanoid, this is Murder My Dude. I'm BP Burke. And I'm not a Dunkleman. You aren't a Dunkleman. But I am Jackson Wells today. Today, today. I'm Jackson Wells. You're Jackson Wells today. I am. Today, Jackson Wells, you are. And I'm a Dunkleman. Do you remember that? I do. That was uh, Brian Brian Dunkleman. Dun- yeah. was... See, folks, there's a show on television called American Idol. Mm-hmm. It's on ABC, but it used to be on Fox. Really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know it... it changed channels it, it went away for a little bit and then they brought it back on fox because when it was on i changed channels yeah i i watched a little bit of it that first season with like kelly clarkson and mm-hmm. what was the guy from like justin guarini justin guarini or so like right outside of philly i think mm-hmm. so like doylestown or He's something from, i think he went to school of pink or I, something i believe like so yeah. yeah and um the girl that died there's actually a funny story bam talks about uh bam margera we were on a first name basis with him i am um, and, uh, he was saying that like when he met her somewhere, they were like, I I, I can't do the story justice, but it was basically like, like, do you know who I am? And he's like, yeah, you're pink. You're, <laughs> Everybody knows who you are. And she's like, no, I'm and a, um, the hell's her name? Her first name? Pink. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, isn't it like Alicia or something? Alicia. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it was I like, have no idea, but like I Alicia idea. from Doylestown or whatever. Yeah. And. and I get is it was like, wait, the girl with the green hair. Apparently, like they used to skate together. Oh shit! At like some, I forget what the skate place was called, and uh, and he was like, holy shit! Like they re- <laughs> realizes Pink is this girl that yeah. like, and then uh, Jess was talking about uh, that's his brother. I'm on a first name basis. Yep, uh, drummer for CKY. Uh, he was like, yeah. He was like, yeah. She she turned me on to like, and it was like some I, I forget what the bands were like fugazi or something like that huh alicia from doylestown just sounds like a radio caller like a caller yeah alicia from doylestown you're on the line and she's uh, just gonna call in saying she she doesn't want the drag shows near her kids what's that about uh that's a big political thing now like people are don't want drag shows near children or something do you want the drag shows near your kids i don't have kids if you did um i wouldn't take my kids to one but right yeah i don't think they would harm them no no, that's the that that's the thing about that. I don't care about. That. I don't give a shit. You know, like there's certain things. It's like you'll you you don't want your kids near a drag queen or a drag performer, right? But you'll send them to church. Who has a worst record with sexual abuse, the Catholic Church or drag queens? Drag queens, really? They have good PR people because you never hear about it. Oh, um, no, uh, I I. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sending my kids to either one. So, you know, um, I'm sending my kids to the store. I I just don't think that there is a real issue there. I understand other issues when it comes to like uh, things with, you know, um, transgender stuff. Like that's touching. Some people don't want to, and some people like if you don't agree with them 100 percent 
on things. You know, you get labeled transphobe or whatever. Um, like Alicia from Doylestown. Sure. But do, like, if, if you want to have that conversation, it's a very uncomfortable conversation with some. So some people don't want to have it because it's uncomfortable. Well, that doesn't help anything that you can't, you know, talk about something or else you're afraid to get labeled something or whatever. It's like, oh, let's shy away from these touchy things. Um, and, and then if you do, let's just say that you don't believe in something 100 percent. Then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're a Trump supporter or you're this or you're that, you know, um, you see it from both sides. People from from the right, like if you don't agree with things 100 percent on the right, they're going to be like, ah, you love Biden. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, or you like uh, you, you, you want children to be like kidnapped or yeah. abused or something. Yeah, it's it's like, do I am, I'm not comfortable with like the idea of of having um you know the these gender reassignment surgeries sex changes as we used to call them uh th- these gender reassignment it's you know what it, things have become too fucking wordy that's my that's a big thing with you i'm i'm that's I'm, a carlin bit listen to me though i i don't know i i don't i don't know but but this isn't about being a carlin bit this is about my opinion on these things um i'm about to be 43 years old and I say this all the time to people. I'm just too fucking old to have to go along with all these new things, all the all the new terminology. I'm going by what I used to go by. There's certain things like I understand, you know, we don't say anymore. Some of them are it's whatever. Some are it's like, eh, really, really. Um, but I'm OK with not saying certain things, especially like out in public, you know, like. But. People that get offended by really weird things like we don't say sex change anymore. We say gender reassignment surgery. Shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, person. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Like you're annoying as fuck. We we don't say that. Yes, we fucking do. I just said it, bitch. I just said it. You know, like when I was at I was at the fucking aquarium in where was I in Virginia, I think. And somebody said something about some animal. Like it was like some secret. And they were like, we don't say that anymore. And I forget which one it was. I forget what, what the animal was that like they had to change the name for. And I was like, what are they offended? And like, they looked at me like I had fucking, you know, was it the Pollock? Because I am offended by that one. It's too close. It's too close. Yeah. Yeah. I swear Change your you, name. You probably have like 2% Polish in you. <laughs> and yet you really hang on to that. I like like I said, I understand certain things, right? But but when it comes to uh, gender reassignment surgery, I am not okay with it like under a certain age. Have all the fucking sex changes you want after you're 18. But like when you're given the like 10, 12 years old, I don't know if you're allowed to at 10. I don't know that they're doing yeah, that. I don't, know I don't know what the youngest age, but, but I know like there's a certain age. It's too fucking young. It's too young, especially with these people. Like these kids just don't know they're confused. And especially now because it's becoming a trendy thing. People are like, no, it's always been there. And maybe it has, maybe this thing has always been there where people thought that they're trapped in a wrong body. Maybe it's always been a thing throughout history, but like, I think it's just become more trendy lately. 
that people are jumping. I think people are more comfortable with being out in the open about it, if nothing else. See what you just did there is you didn't want to defend that it's trendy. You had to go with the with the popular leftist I like idea that people are coming or maybe it's just trendy and maybe doctors think that it's mental illness, but they're afraid to come out and say it because they're going to get uh, a lot of backlash. You know who told me that? Who's that? Doctors. Yeah. You know who told me that? Therapists. Multiple therapists that I talked to. And I was like, that's my theory. And then they were like, oh, it's absolutely true. So why don't they come out and say it? They should. They would get... There's a that's a good industry. There would, be, there would be backlash. Well, backlash on one side, and then you're a superhero on the other side. No, you're not. You can write books, and fucking right wingers will eat that it shit up. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They'll still fucking you. If if you look, do you think that there are more leftists or right wing people in this country? I think it's fairly even. You think so? Yeah. It's so it's so crazy. I think we have like 20% or 30% way to the far on one side. Right. 30% or so way to the far right or way to the far on the other side. And then about what's left? 40% kind of in the middle. But it's funny because like, I know when you, you talk about like the vocal minorities online, I think that that's what it is too. It's, it's a lot of fear. It Pe- depends on where you're going. Pe- like, well, when it comes to that type of shit, like, I don't know. I don't know that there's, there's no evidence that, that, that this, type of thing has really existed in the past only because it hasn't really been written about or anything. So you can only speculate that people being trapped in the wrong body. Like you may see an instance here or there, but people speculate. They're like Joan of Arc. Okay. Well, where's the proof? Was Mulan a real one? Who's Mulan a real person? Or is that just a Disney creation? I have no idea. I have no, I honestly, dude, I know nothing about Mulan. Mulan was a, like a samurai and only men could be samurai. It was a girl and mm-hmm. she dressed up like a, a samurai. It was basically ladybugs. Oh, well, I mean, it was samurai ladybugs, which I think the first time Mulan's ever been described as that. Pro- yeah, probably. <laughs> Good fucking movie. It was a uh, samurai. What's that Jack Lemon movie? Some like it hot. I don't know that I've seen that. They say it's like, was the, that Sophia Loren? Uh, Marilyn Monroe, I believe. It may have been Sophia Loren, rest in peace. Uh, but yeah, it was um, Jack Lemon and somebody else. And I think they had to get on the ship and they dressed like women. What? Wait, wait, what? Did you say rest in peace? Oh, no, it was Raquel Welch, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm an idiot. No, I know. Is the- Sophia Loren alive still? Yeah, Dead she alive is. Or Canadian? No, 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 no. Alive. You know why I know that? Why? Because I thought she died and looked her up today. Yeah, Dead okay. serious. Yeah, Raquel Welch, my bad. Dead serious. Apologies to Sophia Loren. Yeah, she's still fucking hot for 78 years old. No, 88 years. No. However old she is. It was something with an eight. It was 78 or 88. I think it was 88 years old. Um, no, dead serious. Earlier today, I was like, Sophia Loren died, right? And I'm like, no, wait. No, wait a minute. And I looked it up and it was like, nope, she's still alive. And I'm like, who the fuck? Oh, uh, Raquel Welsh. Yeah, yeah, my bad. So, you know, something like it hot, like it has that classic ending too. They're on a boat and, I, and they're like driving away. I think something happens with the boat. And I think it's Jack Lemon, but one of the main stars is driving away with this guy, and this guy's, like, in love with Jack Lemon dressed as a woman. Mm-hmm. And, like, the very end, Jack Lemon just takes the wig off and goes, I'm a man! And he goes, nobody's perfect. And that's, like, the that's joke funny. they end on. That's funny. That's the joke. And this is, like, it came out, like, black and white days, was, like, the 40s or the 50s. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's funny. Like, I know somebody's gonna get offended by that, but it's, it is what it is. But no, because... And I, it isn't what it isn't. I, there you go. Wow. Um... 
there have been like i don't know rumors uh speculation that there was like a, a female pope yeah 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 they know there's like a black pope, a black pope. or something like that mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and it's like have there been women that that you know dress as men and it, it, that hid not not that like people knew about it was like you know in secret probably probably I would imagine so yeah but i think that what these doctors are saying is a lot of it is like they considered it mental illness well i mean up until i think the 70s homosexuality was in the dsm mm-hmm. three or two or whatever it was. yeah i think th- and i think it was a homosexual um doctor that that really pushed for that to get changed kinsey maybe um, was Kinsey gay? I know Kinsey has the Kinsey yeah. scale. Like nobody's completely yeah, she, gay. She is. She is. She came out about, about two years ago. No, 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 no. Oh, it's Kenzie. Yeah, that's my daughter. Um, no, but uh, it, it, as far as like there being like really loud vocal people on both sides, it's funny we're mm-hmm. talking about drag shows. Yeah. Um, I was going to work today and I was looking on my phone. I and like drag shows, by the way. I've never been to one. I don't have anything against them. Oh, no, I mean, I, I've never been to one either. I just like the idea. I like that stuff. I think th- I like. You know what it is? I like burlesque. Mm-hmm. I like. I, I don't have an issue. Do you with like it. Burl Ives? Yeah, actually, because I like Christmas. He does a great version of Holly Jolly Christmas. Yeah. Um, but no, there was a drag show at a theater near us um, in town. Mm-hmm. They did a drag show over the weekend, and they made an article about it on one of the local like social media pages, one of the news pages. And if you look at the comments, so many of the comments are like, vomit emoji, gross. Yeah, that's like, ridiculous. Yeah. It's, it's uncalled for um that shit shit like that and then there's also keep it away from my kids nobody's nobody's making your kids go to a fucking drag show nobody it's because people don't like certain things so now they're just and this is on both sides they're getting too fucking outrageous with things like because i guarantee you 10 15 years ago these same people wouldn't have cared that much or maybe not as many like would have given a shit but now they they it's like they start to care about things that they don't care about right like drag shows guarantee you half of these people that that are you know oh keep it away from my kids wouldn't have said that a few years ago because they wouldn't have given a shit but no, now but they need right wing media has made like the all ages drag show the but boogeyman. It's again, it's on both sides, dude. Yeah, but the, the left no, side does the, the left side does the same fucking shit, and it's like all ages gun shows. Left's not happy about that. Well, yeah, I don't. Did know. you see what happened? I think it was in like Alabama or somewhere. No, Texas. Of course, it's fucking Texas. Where else would this be? Um, I like Texas. This um, school superintendent. I, guess, I think he may have gotten fired. I think he was a superintendent. He might have been a principal. But like a, I think like a, uh, an elementary school student, I think they were like a third grader or something like that, found a loaded gun in the bathroom. <laughs> and they took it off the kid and then they found out it was just left there by like, like a superintendent, I think. Or right. They, somebody probably went to the bathroom. Took the gun off, put it, yeah. on, like, put it on the, the sink. And yeah, you, just shouldn't, it you shouldn't be allowed to have a fucking gun in, in school. It's Texas. You can have a gun anywhere. Yeah, I know. If they don't have one, one will be provided for you. It's like a public defender. It's just so crazy how, how like, schools have gotten. I, I Dude, I remember being in school as a kid, Catholic schools. You just walk up. You just walk in. Just walk in. Parents just walk into the fucking classroom, you know? There was, there was, there was no, 
security at the doors and all that shit. Though, I mean, I know people have talked about it yeah. back in the day. They've talked about it. But, like, at least where I went to school, it, Catholic schools that I went to, you didn't need it. You know, you didn't need that stuff. Maybe, maybe you did in the public schools. Excuse me. I don't know what the public schools were like in, in Philly. I'm sure they were shit. But I don't know because I didn't go there. But the thing with guns, it's like, it's fine. If you want to have guns, I just keep them away from my kids. Mm. That's a callback right. to the drag shows. Yes, I, I, so, yeah. I, got, I got it. Right. I got it. Um, yeah, I, I think, though, I think that what happened, I think, with some people is they, they would see stuff like gay pride parades. And, and this is where I'm with the right on this. It's like a lot of it's unnecessary because you would see gay pride parades and you know you see a float and you see people waving flags oh okay oh that's cool that's cool and then all of a sudden you see like fucking women with their assholes out and you know men with like cock rings and shit and you're like you know and then guys are in bondage and they're fucking doing all the sexual shit and you're like what what it what is going on what the fuck is happening there's gonna be shit like that going on tonight in new orleans it's mardi gras you don't bring kids to mardi gras i agree I wouldn't bring a kid to a gay pride parade either. Right. Well, they're doing it because they're like, oh, my kid, I want my kid to know. See, I think that the right thinks that it's like, we're trying to convert kids. Yeah. And maybe it is for some, because because there are some teachers that are teaching weird ass shit. And like, I just actually watched this thing and it was like almost it was no, it was like gays for something or gays, gays against. Oh, what the hell was it? And it was like, it was like this gay woman and this gay guy. It was basically about like, what they're saying is there's just too much going on right now. They're just pushing too much shit. And I, I, I agree with it. There's like, there's certain things that just shouldn't be taught in school at like, like we're not being taught about sex before a certain age. No, it's just, that should be left in health class. But I also think if there's a gay or lesbian teacher if it's okay for a heterosexual teacher to have a picture of their spouse right. on their desk, it's okay for a gay teacher to do it, too. Yeah. Not in Florida. Right. Right. Yeah. What's that? Uh, the the don't say gay bill. What's yeah. his name? DeSantis. DeSantis. Yeah. Whereas uh, Trump is apparently calling him now Meatball Ron. <laughs> Fucking Meatball Ron. Somebody said before, they're like, I don't care about a shit. Trump is the funniest president we've ever had. <laughs> which, not even close. Which is it not... The, the, the funniest most, is Obama. No, yeah, Obama. Yeah, Trump just Trump is Trump. You laughed at Ob with Obama. You laughed at Trump. But Trump is hilarious though with certain things, dude. Come on, he calls him meatball rot. You're a liar if you don't find that fucking funny. Look, I when they when they kept calling COVID Kung Flu, I'm like, it's offensive, but it's also hilarious. How's it offensive? Because it's like the Asian thing. So I mean, it's 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 a racial thing, but. It's also fucking hilarious. Well, they didn't want you. They didn't want people calling the, the, Chinese, the China the China virus. China yeah. virus. Yeah, they said that that was offensive. Where does it come from? China. China. How's it offensive? We're an American lab. Kung on? flu is hysterical. Yeah, Kung flu is very funny. It's fucking fun. You're a fucking. You're again. Fuck you if you don't like that. If you don't think it's funny, fuck you. Uh, but but anyway, going way 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 back to this to this thing. Uh, yeah, I think I think for me it's like there's there's a line and and the line is like I I don't think that kids should be getting sex change operations. 
Um, I think that there's. Well, so- now I got to find something else for your kids for Christmas. Thank you. Um, there's other things in in school. I think, like, there's just certain things I, that that they focus on. I think that that's what the right thinks is not just like, oh, I'm a gay teacher. I want a picture of my, you know, husband or my wife. I think it's like that they, there are people, there are crazy teachers that are doing like weird ass shit and, you know, teaching weird ass shit. And that's what they feel uncomfortable with and have every right to feel uncomfortable with that. Some people want that nuclear family. They want that old school, like traditional family. That's what that's what they want. That's how they want their their kids raised. I want a wind powered family. But but no, but you're making a joke out of it, and they do. And why? And, and it's okay uh, if you want that. But you it, is it okay to say that's the only thing that's acceptable? Yes. Yeah. If that's what you want for your family, yes. And so they don't want their kids taught other shit. Yes, it's absolutely okay. It's absolutely okay. Just like. Gay people don't want it to be taught that just straight is, you know, is the way to go. Straight people don't want to, you know, gay is the way to go. It's, yeah, it's. Well, I think it would be wrong if you said only gay is the way to go. Well, there are some people that, that say that. There are some gay people that say that. The militant gays. There are. There are people that say that. You can find them. Look online, dude. You'll, you'll find, you know, all, all, all types. All types of people. I don't care i have a daughter that's gay i i've you know we know my my past well good she's gonna she's gonna save us from the militant gays i don't think she is i don't think we need to be saved um i'm just saying that i think it's okay that there is a family that's like yeah i just i don't want my kids taught that shit i think that that's perfectly acceptable i'm not offended i'm not offended i'm as as a uh, bisexual male and with with a with a gay daughter, I am not offended that there's a family that doesn't want that type of stuff taught in schools. That they just want normal fucking schooling. I'm okay with that because we've had that normal schools for so fucking long, and now you know it's some people find it to be disruptive, like the metric system. I'm again. I, I would never fucking change what we have. Imperial. That's that wrestling group in WWE. That's Imperium. Mm, okay. All right. Well, enough of this jibber jabber. Uh, we have social media, don't we? We do. Uh, we are at Murder My Dude at. Well, if you want to email us any any questions or comments or uh, love letters, email us at murdermydude@gmail.com. We are on Facebook at Podcast My Dude. Also, if you search Murder My Dude, you'll find us. On Instagram or on Twitter at Murder My Dude. And uh, yeah, and, uh, you can go to projecthumanoid.com. You can see what we were doing three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have it's like new- going in a time machine. We have a link tree. We do? Yeah, we have a link tree. Oh, good. Yeah. If uh, you go to, was it link? Link.tr or T- something? Uh, yeah. Link tree. If you go to link, if you uh, Project Humanoid on link tree. Okay. There's uh there's some linky d dinks there. That's what I call them. And uh Is that a new horror movie? I have no idea. Oh, that's Skinnamarink. Which was just makes you think of the elephant show. Skinnamarinky dinky dink, yeah. skinnamarinky dink. Mm-hmm. Sharon Lowe's and Bram. Sharon Lowe's and then I think of when I think of that, I think of Sherry Lewis. Mm-hmm. Didn't that come on like around the same time? Well, she was around way before them, but then she she came back in the 90s, early 90s. They were like the late 80s mm-hmm. on Nick Jr. And then like 
I think yeah, PBS had Lamb Yeah, Chop. she was one of those like Mr. Rogers types that like had a show way back, right? Yeah. And then came back again. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. And then she died. Somebody's going to go, what the fuck was that show about? They were just talking about gay pride parades, and this guy is homophobic, clearly, and a, and a bigot. I should probably clean up my act. And then that that but that's what i was saying earlier is that as soon as you are like no nah, i don't feel comfortable with this they're gonna be like ah bigot 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 uh which is not the case um but they're gonna go what the fuck was that they were talking about that and then they went immediately to sherry lewis and what was the other one Sher- brahm stoker and uh, sharon lois and bram and stoker yeah yeah Sh- sherry lewis and bram stoker we were talking about linktree uh-huh that's project it. humanoid on linktree yeah there you go so all right well, now we are going to get into a little segment that we like to call This Week Murder! True crime. Three dead, five injured, and mass shooting at Michigan State University. I was going to say Michigan State University. Or Michigan State University. Uh, yeah, well, uh, it's a Massachusetts put- shooting, by the way. What? No, it's not. Mass. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. Uh, I, I, was, I was fixated on Michigan yeah, there. Michigan State University. The Spartans. You mm. know who... Uh, you know who started playing college football there and then transferred to Arizona, right? No. Uh, the great Nick Foles. Oh. Yeah. Big Dink Nick. A he, Nick that actually won us a Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Funny how that worked. A, uh, a 43-year-old man with no ties to the university itself opened fire in two separate areas of Michigan State University on the evening of February 13th, killing three people and injuring five others before turning the gun on himself after being approached by police. Was that a Friday the 13th? I don't believe so. Yeah, I have to look it up. Um, February 13th was a Monday. Okay. It was Monday the 13th. Not um, a good movie. No. Um, oh, the, January had a 13th. That's what it was. Every month has a 13th. Friday the 13th. Yes. Sorry. Uh, the handguns used in the attacks were legally purchased but unregistered. It is unknown... Why Anthony Dwayne McRae chose to carry out his attack on the university grounds. There were other potential targets. McRae had a note in his pocket that threatened um, Michigan State was one of them. They uh, found a threatening note that threatened Michigan State, two public schools halfway across the country in Ewing, New Jersey. Uh, a Meyer grocery store, which is, I guess, a big chain in the Midwest, Meyer mm-hmm. or the, nor- the North yep. Great Lakes area. Um, and over a, over a dozen local businesses were threatened in the note. And there's another Meyer too. Fred Meyer. Fred Meyer, yep. But it's, I think it's spelled differently. Different yeah. story, yeah. And, um, and a Meyer warehouse where McCray had worked before. The three victims killed have been identified as juniors Ariel Anderson and Alexandria Werner and sophomore Brian Frazier. Why do I know Ewing, New Jersey? Um, Is that this, is this South Jersey? I believe it's like... I, I, I looked it up and now I forget. I think it might be closer to like the um, Asbury Park area. Okay. But I don't remember. I could be wrong. Uh, Anderson, 19, was a pre-med student and the youngest of three children. She was also the niece of model, singer, and reality TV personality Chandra Davis. It's it's next to Trenton. Oh, okay. So Central Jersey, pretty yeah. much. Uh, Chandra Davis, who won the second season of the VH1 reality show Flavor of Love. Hmm. Um, so that's victim number one. Uh, 20-year-old business major Brian Frazier, like Anderson was from Gross Point, Michigan, and was the president of the Michigan State Beta Chapter of the uh, Phi Delta Theta Fraternity. Gross Point. Is that like Gross Point Blank? 
Um, I'm not sure if I never saw the movie, so I don't know if that's where it came from, but it could be. Uh, it's spelled the same way. Um, Alexandria Werner, 20, was a biology major from the tiny town of Clawson, Michigan, who was remembered fondly by people from her hometown. Billy Schellenbarger, that is a Michigan name if I've ever heard one. Billy Schellenbarger. <laughs> uh, family friend and superintendent of Clawson Public School said of Werner, quote, her kindness was on display every single second you were around her. To lose her on this planet, let alone on our small community, it's tough. In an interview with CNN, Michigan State University sophomore Claire Papalias, I'm going to say. It's a very uh, Greek-sounding name. Mm -hmm. uh, recalled the scene that unfolded while she was in history class. Anytime you have a... L-I-A-S at the end? Yeah. yeah. Or like a... No, like a, a papa. Pop, a papa. Yeah. yeah. Papulius, probably. Papulius. Papulius. Oh, God. This, this is like... Back when oh, we... the, the first episode of Pedantic. Pedantic, yeah. yeah. It was like uh, Carvanitas, yeah. The, the person who invented gender reveal parties. Yeah, because we were like Carvin... Carvundius. Carvundius. <laughs> we made her like a, a magician. Yeah. It's the great no, Carvundius. No, that's what a, a magician says to make things disappear. It's Alakazam, Abracadabra, and Carvundius. Ah, the, the great Carvundius. Yeah, but it was like Carvanitis. Carvanitis. So... We thought it was Carvanitis, and we heard her say it, and it was Carvanitis. Oh, Carvanitis, that's what it was, yeah. Um... So uh, Claire Papulius said, all of a sudden I heard gunshots directly behind me. The shooter opened the back classroom door and started firing at my classmates in the back, wounding them. I smelled and saw the gunpowder. I thought I was going to die. Anthony McRae had recently finished serving 18 months probation for carrying a concealed weapon without a permit. McRae's father, Michael, said he rarely left his bedroom and had no friends, and he became totally lost after the death of his mother. Quote, ever since my wife died, my son began to change, Michael McRae told CNN. He was getting more and more bitter. Angry and bitter. Yeah. So angry. By the way, Gross Point, it is uh, the Gross Point in Michigan. Uh, and and I, I now want to watch Gross Point Blank. Okay. Yeah. It's got uh, John Cusack. It does. And he plays an assassin. Oh, yeah. It goes back to like his high school reunion, right? Yeah. I think dude, that... dude, sounds great. It does. I love John Cusack. It sounds very 80s, 90s. Yeah. Which is fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. We, we should do that. Listen, let's take a break for for a second. We should do that. This is kind of what this this show started on. Like, it, it, it and and I I feel that like I could have spent that first twenty minutes or whatever it was. You how much? How long was it? About twenty five minutes. Okay, we could have spent that first twenty five minutes talking about what I really wanted to talk about. Instead, no, it went a fucking different direction because it gets political sometimes. One little thing, one little teeny thing that you want to spend two seconds on. I fucking take take it and go a half hour ranting because I get on my soapbox, though. I wanted to fucking this is what I really wanted to say is that I've been on this castle kick. We'll get back into the story in a second, but I've been on this castle kick uh, and like I'm watching these things and I'm like, man, it's a shame that we're not doing something where we're like reviewing like cool like murdery shows or fun stuff that like we like yeah like right now we're both kind of really into that show poker face poker face is fucking fantastic mm -hmm. except for the last episode which ends on a like uh what's that show that the, the the fucking it's kind of like um oh god it's kind of like twilight zone black mirror yeah they were just it had like a black mirror feel to it it's almost like it the, the bad juju got transferred to but and there was no like because you know my my issue with it there was no real justice in that yeah. 
And that was the only that was the only ending I didn't like. Uh, overall, phenomenal show. Yeah. Phenomenal. I'm coming I, back for a new season. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Got picked up for a season two. But I'll, I'll tell you, I cannot stand her fucking voice. <laughs> it sounds like she's trying to do a little Columbo. It's it very Columbo heavy. You can hear a little bit of that Columbo, like. Yeah. That, one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. 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 No, you're, you're making him yeah. in the bogey, but yeah. yeah. Um. Or uh. Is that bogey? Wasn't that like no. it's it's like a like a, a, a I forget who it is, but yeah, it's a very distinctive guy. Yeah, but anyway, he's he always like a second banana, like in a in a mob guy thing. Right. Um, yeah, it's curtains for you. See. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's a oh shit, fantastic show. Um, but but like I I wish that we would do like like some kind of like review of fun shows like that, which we kind of started the show doing. I wish you would take it back to that a little bit, like with 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 getting into like some fun shit, because fucking Castle, I I love. I think it it gets cheesy, but uh, I really want to check out Bosch now, and I know that you're big on Bosch. I loved Bosch, yeah. Um, I I still haven't watched the last season, and I still haven't watched Harry Bosch, which is the spinoff. See, I read the thing that says Bosch, and then the other one's called Bosch Legacy. Oh yeah, it is called Bosch Legacy, not the Harry. I think they were going to call it Harry Bosch, and they started calling it Bosch Legacy. And now they're doing another spinoff. Really? Yeah, um, because I think the spinoff is when Harry Bosch becomes a private detective. Like, he leaves the police force and becomes, like, a private detective. Yeah. And he, uh, the new series is um, it's it's his partner, who is um, Jerry Edgar in the show. Um, I forget. I, I know he was on The Wire. He was Marlo Stanfield. I think he may have done some other stuff, but... Mm. He, a lot of wire people are on Bosch. Yeah, like, sometimes some of that gets, it's like, all right, we need to change up something with this person. They, you know, it gets a little stale if they're the same thing for too long. Yeah, plus they were taking it off of Amazon Prime, and they were putting it on, it's now Freebie, but back then it was IMDb TV. Right. Um, I think, like, with Castle, they have the one chick, she's a, a detective, um, but... I think that she ends up becoming like CIA or something. Okay. Like later on, I think she maybe gets hired, but I, I, I don't know for, for certain. Cause that's, you know, way ahead. Um, yeah. Like one of the main characters in Bosch is his daughter who basically grows up through the course of the show. She's in like high school yeah. in season one. And by season seven, she's like, and she wants to become a cop or she's like interning a law office. Right. Yeah. I, I, I know that there's, but you like things that are a little bit more serious. I like things that are a little bit more lighthearted. Psych, Monk, um, Castle. Bosch is fairly serious. It has its moments of like, characters are funny or sarcastic. But I think that it seems like it has a little bit more fun elements to it than like, say, Hack. Hack is a TV show that was on in the early, about 20 years ago, about this guy who was a, uh, he was a detective and then something happens he gets arrested uh, you know he's he you know he's he's not a cop anymore mm-hmm. and now he drives a cab but i think he still like helps solve murders and stuff yeah bosch is like a fairly straightforward cop show it's just really well done yeah and the actors I, are really and good. i think that that's what could really like get me interested in it if it's just done really well yeah, like titus Welliver, who plays harry bosch is excellent and it's funny it's funny because I, I brought this up to you the other day who's actually because i was looking so my dad was in an episode of of hack and he's a, he's like the scene he's in is he's at a bar 
and the guy comes out and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, hey, John, hey, you know, Pat. Oh, Pat was yelling. He goes, hey, John, hey, Pat. And uh, my dad's John. And then he, he the guy orders a cheesesteak and he goes to make sure John, you know, doesn't take any of it, which, you know, points to my dad or whatever. And then my dad shrugs like, eh, what the fuck, you know, um, but it yeah, was saying what the fuck on ABC. He didn't say that. No. Oh. Um, but I know that I know that shrug, mm-hmm. you know, um, but in one of the episodes, as I was looking for the one my dad was in, I, f- I found an episode with Titus Welliver in it mm-hmm. and I'm listening to it and I'm like, okay, so nobody in this show has a Philly accent, not a single person, not even your dad. My dad didn't talk, but even if it did, he didn't have a Philly accent. Not, not what people think of as like the stereotypical Philly accent. Oh, or the no, Delco accent. no, no. My dad definitely didn't have the Delco accent to give you guys an idea of what the Philly accents like. Like, Johan, I go to go like go down to Wawa and get a hoagie. That's that's a really trumped up version of it. Like you're really like if you're like that. Uh, what's that guy's name? Philly captain. Mm-hmm. Like, here we are. Like going down to Aramingo Avenue. But even uh, like the O is what everybody goes like rude hoagie. Yeah, boot. Right. that's a that's a South Jersey, Delaware County like because um, I I don't say hoagie. I don't know if I've ever said hoagie. I say hoagie, and that might be close enough to confuse somebody. But I say hoagie. I used to say water, but I say water now. Yeah, maybe because I moved out of Philly up to New Jersey and New York. Yeah, you've been out, you've been away from it long enough where some of the 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 things kind of went away it faded a little bit but my dad would never be like you know going down that my dad be like yeah he's a fucking sneak i gotta go to aramingo avenue like it's uh, the way he spoke i don't know it was just different but he was from south philly born and raised mm-hmm. you know and the uh, playground is where he spent most of his days no, no in front of the tv is in front of tv most of his days yeah that's where he died yeah in front of the TV. He died doing what he loved, watching television. Actually, the TV was off. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's what makes people think that there was something up yeah, with his death. Maybe. We went over that in previous episode. So, all right, let's get back to this. So when we left this, we were talking to uh, Anthony McRae, the shooter's father, and he said, ever since my wife died, my son began to change. Wait, we were talking to him? No, no. In the story, we were at the point oh, where he was talking. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Uh, he was getting more and more bitter. Angry and bitter. So angry. Evil angry. He began to really let himself go. His teeth were falling out. He stopped cutting his hair. He looked like a wolf man. Um, Melinda McRae, Anthony's sister who last saw him at their mother's funeral in 2020, said Anthony had been socially isolated throughout his life and clashed with his parents despite a happy home life growing up. My mom said that Anthony is going to be the death of her, Melinda told CNN. He's always been like the oddball of the family, but he's been taken care of. My parents took care of us. Mm. On... ABC News contributor and former Homeland Security official John Cohen said, This appears to be yet another in a growing list of angry, isolated, socially disconnected individuals who ultimately decided that violence is an appropriate way to express their anger at society and their personal existence. Hmm. Uh, so that's story number one. Let's go to story number two. Story number two is two 15-year-olds arrested murder of English transgender TikToker. Social media was abuzz after the February 11th death of Brianna Gay. Gee? I think it's gay. Gay, yeah. A popular TikToker with over 63,000 followers who was stabbed multiple times in what was described as an extremely brutal and punishing attack on the afternoon of February 11th. So this mm. is in the UK. Okay. Uh, 
Gay was found in... Well, you know, you said this is in the UK. I said, okay. I think you should have said... No, UK. UK. Yeah, I, yeah. I missed opportunity. It's okay. Well, we'll... we'll, we'll uh... I just did it again. I said, it's okay. And that's where you should have... UK, yeah. No, it is okay. UK. No, no, it's okay. It's, a, uh, it's, we'll, it's, we'll neither, it's neither here nor there. It's there. Where? In the in UK. UK. Yeah. Um, Third Gay, base. I don't know. Uh, Gay was found in the Colchith Linear <laughs> Park... Uh, by other park patrons around 3.13 that afternoon and was pronounced dead at the scene of her injuries. Hey, England, change your fucking names. Uh, two 15-year-olds whose identities have not been uh, made public pertaining to UK law, mm-hmm. they don't release the names of uh, people who are underage and have been arrested for things, uh, were arrested in the killing. Well, they don't really do that here. True. Initial police statements indicated the gay's killing was not a hate crime. Uh, but subsequent statements have said that, quote, all lines of inquiry are being explored. Okay, so I guess what they're saying is is that being transgender wasn't It may the not reason. have been the motive of behind yeah. the, the killing, yeah. Right. Mike Evans, the detective chief superintendent in charge of the case, called the stabbing a, quote, targeted attack, but the exact motive remains unclear. Police are actively searching for t- uh, CCTV and witness accounts to piece together piece together the specifics of the incident. Yeah, it's it's easy to at this point though to be like, you know, oh, they were clearly killed because they're transgender, which is not always the case. Not everybody's killed because they're white. Not everybody is killed because they're black. Not everybody's killed because they're transgender. You know, there could be other reasons too. You know, yeah, uh, the motive uh, is currently unclear. Yeah, it's and that's it's unfortunate that this person got killed anyway. That's yeah, it's hell is uh, gay. 15. 15. So uh, they're all 15? This this person was 15. No, I know, but what about the other people? Uh, I believe one was like 14. I don't know. Uh, maybe six. I think the other two were like 16. Oh, I thought the headline said that it was two 15-year-olds. Oh, 15. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon Gay is 16, I believe. Oh, okay. okay yeah. Okay. And then the 15-year-olds were the ones so, that did So, it. okay. So 16. Yeah. I mean, look, at any age, it's a shame that somebody's getting killed, but you're burying your 16-year-old kid? Yeah. Like, that's so fucking disgusting. Okay. Uh, Gay's final TikTok since deleted was one where she claimed to be excluded in school. In the past, she had talked of being harassed at one point, gang-beaten, and hate attacks in school. Uh, and the le- that last TikTok was also taken in the same park uh, where she would soon be found dead. Uh-huh. In in the wake of her murder, Gay's followers on social media and others have learned uh, who have learned about her have rallied from her uh, or have rallied around her family, raising over a hundred thousand euros for them. Uh, vigils were held in London, Bristol, and Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, look, I I don't know this person. Who knows? Look, uh, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate here. Maybe she was the biggest piece of shit in the fucking world, right? Maybe she was a big asshole. Doesn't deserve to get stabbed. Agreed. Like, you know, you could be a fucking jerk off. Don't talk to the person if they're an asshole. You know, avoid them. Uh, unless this person, which who knows was going and punching, you know, bullying people, whatever. And they were like, ah, oh, we need to put an end to this madness. And they did. What are you laughing at? We need to put an end to this madness. <laughs> uh, Stab the puncher. That's England's favorite game. Well, it's England. Do you, would you put it past them? No, they love their stabbing in England. They do. Uh, Not as much they as they do in Scotland, but they love it in England. Right. Yeah. They give you the Glasgow smile. Yeah. Uh, or a Cheshire smile. Right. And that was. Yeah, I believe it's like the Glasgow kiss. That's that's Drew McIntyre's move. Oh, okay. It's a Glasgow smile. It's the the big the, that they gave uh, Chibs. I think his name was on uh, Sons of Anarchy. Actually, that's real. Dudes of Son, Dude on Son of Anarchy, mm-hmm. Sons of Anarchy had the big 
like the scar oh, smile. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because he's from Scotland, and he got like when he was like a teen or whatever, he got mugged, and they they gave oh, him the geez. Glasgow smile. Well, yeah. better that than the Havana necktie. Well, that's not good. That's when they slice the. They neck slice and your throat and they pull your tongue pull out, your tongue so it goes out, yeah. down their throat. Yeah. Havana necktie. All right, no, no, Colombian necktie. Colombian necktie. Havana. Yeah, that's why I, I was... apologize for the fine people of Havana. Has nothing to do with you. Cuba. Cuba, yeah. I would love to go to Cuba. The Cuba Libre. I would love to go to Cuba. I, will, I, I You know what I want to do? I wanna, I'm going to look like uh, but you, he- Hemingway. So, so you hate freedom? No. Nah. You want to go to communist Cuba? No. Nah. I just want to go to Cuba. I would love to go to Cuba. I would love to. I, I want to go. I wanna, I'm going to be like Hemingway. You're going to drink Cuba Libre in Cuba? Sure. Yeah. I'm not a fucking right winger, I hope you know. I'm not. There's certain things I agree with on both sides, certain things I disagree with on both sides. I'm not a jingoistic, patriotic weirdo. Do I like my country? Yeah. I love it. I don't want to live anywhere else except maybe Canada. Or Cuba. I don't want to live in Cuba. I just want a vacation there. I just want to go there. Drive all the cool cars. Yeah. I'm going to go, hey, yo. <laughs> Something uh, happens to this. <laughs> Something's going to happen to you. I want to fucking flick yeah. toothpicks at people. All right. It's rude, but okay. No, it's Ramon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brianna's family released a statement expressing their devastation, saying, uh, Brianna was a much-loved daughter, granddaughter, and baby sister. She was a larger-than-life character who would leave a lasting impression on all that met her. Brianna was beautiful, witty, and hilarious. Brianna was strong, fearless, and one of a kind. The two... (laughs) All right. Um, The two suspects faced an initial hearing on February 16th, and a full trial is expected to begin in July with a pre-trial hearing set for May 2nd. I was thinking of something else, and I was not laughing. At no, you're laughing at the dead kid. It's fine. I was it's fine. Not. I was not. No, no, no. I, I was seriously laughing at something else. I was thinking about something. I'm still stuck on the whole Cuba thing mm-hmm. and Razor. I'm like just thinking about that. I'm fucking drifting off into other thoughts. And then I that was just an inappropriate laugh. I'm sorry. I apologize. It had nothing to do with Brianna. R.I.P. R.I.P. And uh, that is also the end of uh, the first half of the episode. We'll be back after this. And we're back. Um, We're going to talk about some nostalgic stuff. And it's weird to say this is nostalgic because, like, it's within our lifetime. We we just had this conversation kind of the other day. I don't know if it was about this in particular, but I know that we brought up this one thing we were talking about where you were yeah and i don't have that many where you where where were you when this happened yeah because the one was always jfk where were you obviously we're too young for this but where were you if you were alive when you found out that jfk was shot yeah like my mom would always say she was in school that's 20 years before you were born yeah she was in school i Mm -hmm. think she was in like 10th grade 11th grade at the time Mm -hmm. and she it came over the uh, or either came over the intercom or if they didn't have an intercom back then uh, like somebody came into the classroom and said JFK was shot well they had intercoms back in the 50s 60s so they definitely had them in the, if they had them in the 50s they had them in the 60s no listen to what you're saying and listen to what I'm saying okay you said if they had them back then and I said well they had them back in the 50s so yeah they would have would have had them in the 60s yeah yep we solved that mystery no We've rewrote history. No, no, we didn't solve a mystery. I was just telling you that since they had them in the fifties, they had to have them in the sixties. 
And then you were trying to correct me on something. Don't do that. You didn't need to. Because I wasn't wrong. I'm just saying they, are, they had them in the 50s. Now, they probably had them in the fucking 30s. I don't know when they had them, but I know they had them in the 50s. Did they have them in 1925? Well, if I didn't know if they had them in the 30s, why would I know that they had them in 1925? I was trying to test your intercom knowledge, Mr. Intercom. They called me. They do. So, um, yeah, for, for our generation, for people our age, um, that that thing is 9-11. Like, where were you when you found out about 9-11? Yeah. And I was in school. <laughs> I, was, I had just started college, and I was a computer class. And when the first tower got hit i don't know what I, this i think I, I found out about it after the, it, both of them happened um because oh, really yeah because i remember leaving one class i was leaving a psych class and going across the hall to a computer class mm -hmm. and there were a bunch of people gathered around like a tv i'm like well, that's weird a bunch of people gather around a tv obviously i know why now so we go into the room and uh the, the teacher's like i heard something happened in new york and then we just kind of went on with our class and this is before like you had smartphones and things like that and then after you were done with the project for the day, you're like, yeah, just go on the internet for the rest of the time. You can go home if you want. So I was on the internet. I'm like, oh, oh, this is big. I uh, actually do remember one event bigger than that before that. Uh, and I was at school. What's that? The OJ verdict. That was a big one, too. Yeah, I was also at school. The OJ verdict. Yeah. I was at lunch. I was at school lunch, and somebody came in because they, they heard about it in the office. I was, like when the OJ verdict came in. I think in. it was in math class. I remember being at school. I don't. I think I was in math class, and um, I remember all the black kids going crazy and all the white kids being mad. And I was jumping with the white kids or the black kids because mm -hmm. I liked OJ because I really liked Naked Gun. Yeah, two thousand yards, <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Yeah. But you're right; it's just too good. We got to frame yeah, it. That was That's Dana, Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey bit, which is a great fucking bit. Yeah, it is an incredible bit. Um, but uh, I liked OJ, so I was jumping around with all the black kids. But anyway, um, 9-11. So I woke up. I was living at my grandfather's house. I woke up, and I had the TV on, and I saw the first, like, after the first one got hit. Mm -hmm. And it was like, what the fuck? What is this? And I remember going down to your house. And you were at school and the second one hit. But I don't know if I was still at my grandfather's house when the second one hit. And then I went to your down to your house or I went down to your house and then, and then the second one hit. But anyway, I don't remember exactly which. But I remember being at my grandfather's house for the after the first one. Mm -hmm. And then and then I, I went down to your house and you're you know, so the way that this was set up back in the day is that I would go down to BP's house, his mom, you know, I just, I didn't even knock. I would just go in most of the time. Sometimes I was like, maybe if I, if I wasn't around for a while, like if I hadn't been there in a couple weeks or like a stray cat. Yeah, basically. Uh, sometimes you, and your, your mom would be like at the window. So I'd be like, Hey, you know, you know, can I come in? Dude, it would be like six o'clock in the morning. Sometimes she's just like, yeah, come on in. So I would go in and hang out. And uh, but you were at school and I went in and I went up to your room and I was probably playing like a video game or something uh, or just hanging out, maybe going on the computer. I don't know. And I remember looking out the window and I saw you walking home 
You were coming back. Yeah, I went to. I was going to community college, and it was like literally two blocks away from two blocks away. Yeah. And there was a pizza place that used to be uh, right uh, on the corner. Uh, well, yeah, just you know, right, right on the corner, and that, so we could see the back of the pizza place from from your bedroom. And I'm looking out the window, and I see you walking down the, you know, like in back of the pizza place. And that's I remember that. And then uh, we were hanging out. At, we did there was like a vigil that night. Yeah, uh, it was a few days later, I think. But yeah, are you sure? I think so. I thought that there was one that night. That's just my memory. My memory has it that night. Maybe it was a couple of days later. But I remember doing that. And uh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of the. Was it a different night? I remember there was a candle, like candlelight yeah, vigil. vigil. Yeah, but I thought that there was like one separate, like, and then I, there, yeah, I, don't I remember, remember there was one at the field. Maybe that was a few. Yeah, I remember we did something at the field too. Um, but yeah, yeah, I remember that. All that's cra- and it's twenty two years ago. Yeah, yeah, it was a while back. Twenty two fucking years. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because. And my mind, it's like, if you were to tell me it was just 10 years ago, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just 10 years ago. And double that and add a few more. Yeah, it can't be 10 years because my oldest son is going to be 16 yep. this year. And and I that's how time works, but it's still crazy to me. It is. Uh, yeah. Actually, um, my English teacher at the time, English professor, whatever you want to call her, uh, her, one of her friends, like a good friend of hers, was on the second plane that hit. Really? Yeah. Wow. She was really broken up about it. Oh, I bet. Um, Yeah. Your uh, teacher is probably upset, too. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't literally broken up like the friend. Um, Too soon? No, it's been time, right? Tragedy plus time. That's how it works. Right. Um, This week, we are going to set the time machine back to 2001, where it is too soon to make that joke. Uh, Back to the very, very, very immediate aftermath of September 11th. All that preamble, this doesn't really have a whole lot to do with September 11th. but if you're young enough to not really have a firm grasp of that time, uh, it's really hard to illustrate the sense of fear and paranoia that followed. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody thought there was going to be another big attack. Like, they're going to... In Philly, in Philly, people were like, they're going to hit the, <laughs> the Liberty Bell! <laughs> no. They're not. Yeah. If, if anything, they would go after one and two Liberty Place at the time. Because they didn't have the Comcast Tower yet. Um, but the people think, oh, the Super Bowl, things like that. There's always, like, any big gathering of people. And then there was always things like, oh, they're going to attack malls and, 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 like, just areas where there were a lot of people. Um, and it was like that for months, even years. Uh, there, there, people were like, oh, it's just a matter of when, not if, a major attack would happen. And now you just never hear about terrorism anymore. Uh, until that's the boogeyman again. Uh, we're too busy fighting with each other now. We don't have to worry about the external forces. Yeah, maybe that maybe we need terrorism again and we'll get unified. No, because we weren't really unified then either. We were for like a little bit and then Bush fucking ruined it. Well, there was a comedian that said something like that. They were like, I was happy when that happened because we finally got the step as a black guy. Mm-hmm. He was like, we stopped being. Maybe, yeah, I don't know if it was Chris Rock. I, it sounds like a Chris Rock bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was like, yeah, it was, it was basically that. That was like basically the premise of the joke. Like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, finally, we're not the most hated. Yeah. It was their turn. It was like um, Middle Eastern people's turn. Um, so yeah, uh, on a much smaller scale, attacks that would instill more panic and fear happened just a week after the September 11th attacks. Bob Stevens worked as a photo ed- editor for American Media Inc., which is the uh, Boca Raton, Florida-based publisher of supermarket tabloids like the National Enquirer, uh, The Globe, The Sun... And Stevens was at his desk opening mail in late September 2001. I think it was around September 18th. 
when he opened the letter that unknowingly contained spores of anthrax. Not the band. Uh, I think we said we're going to name this uh, episode Basket of Puppies, my dude. Yeah. So, because when this happened... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, well, Scotty Ian, the, uh, I guess the, the lead singer from Anthrax, that's what he... Yeah, he's like, do we have to change our name now? Yeah, because at the, at the time... Anytime that there's a, uh, there's like some big, like, like Hurricane Katrina on the radio, they would after this, but yeah, they wouldn't No, but I'm I'm just giving an idea Mm -hmm. of like, whenever there's like some kind of big event, they're afraid people are going to get triggered by certain things. So like when Hurricane Katrina happened, what was, uh, uh, Katrina and the waves? Yeah. Walking on sunshine. Yeah. Yeah. They wouldn't allow that on the radio mm-hmm. they they were like oh there was like a memo that went across all these radio stations were like you're not allowed to play katrina in the waves yeah and that happened after 9-11 like there were a lot of things like anything to do with a plane anything like leaving on a jet plane it was all these things you couldn't play it was like all rage against the machine songs <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was uh there was they actually edited out um a scene in spider-man yes where there was like webs between the two th- and the like twin towers yeah, yeah. and then like a plane got caught in it um I believe they also delayed the premiere of 24, which is funny because 24 was like a very pro, like, I think the people who made 24 were very right wing and they were very pro, um, like the intelligence community and very pro like torture, mm-hmm. even because they do a lot of that shit in 24, like Kiefer Sutherland's character, Jack Bauer, he will fucking torture people to get what he needs. Well, we saw George Carlin in the summer of, uh, 2001, 2001 yeah. and he was trying out material for uh especially he was going to call i kind of like it when a lot of people die and um he he ended up doing that later on but they had him change the name to complaints and grievances yeah and they took out the closing bit yeah yeah and it was like uh people oh carlin's getting soft it's like or you know he's just yeah read the room basically yeah like <sighs> Carlin said enough stuff to, you know, yeah. th- to trigger people. Uh, if you show any amount of compassion toward anyone, to some people, you're soft. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I agreed. No, I agree. Yeah. I'm not agreeing that you're soft. I'm right. just saying that. That's the mindset. That's the yeah. mindset. Yeah. Um, an investigation of the American media offices found the presence of anthrax spore. Oh, I got ahead of myself here. Uh, so Stevens at his desk opens a letter that he doesn't even realize contains spores of anthrax. Stevens inhaled the bacteria and thought, uh, and though he sought treatment, he wound up dying from the effects of uh, anthrax on October fifth, two thousand one. It's basically a respiratory disease. It's, it would be like if somebody was able to like turn COVID nineteen into powder, and it was like the beginning when it was a fairly more serious thing. But it's also not like a death sentence. It's not like your, like it's not like your face is going to melt from the anthrax. Uh, it gave you like a respiratory disease, which some people died of and some people didn't. Um, an investigation of the American media offices found the presence of anthrax spores leading to its closure pending a deeper investigation. On September 18th of 2001, uh, Casey Chamberlain, a desk assistant at NBC News, was fulfilling one of her job duties. She would open mail that was addressed to news anchor Tom Brokaw. Here it is, real quick. Uh, October 10th, 2001. This is from The Guardian. It's like uh, anthrax, the band, consider name change. In light of current events, we are changing the name of the band to something more friendly. Basket full of puppies. Oh, it's basket full of puppies. Okay. Yeah. I just like basket of puppies. Way better. Yeah. Um, the letter immediately struck Chamberlain as odd. She said it looked like it was written by a child. Uh, the all capitals letter read, 
9-11-01. This is next. Take penicillin, misspelled. Now, death to America, death to Israel, which I misspelled in the notes. Allah is great. The letter also contains something Chamberlain described as a granular substance. Uh, but nobody knew that the first guy had gotten sick, so nobody really thought, oh, it's anthrax. Um, a week and a half passed, and Chamberlain began to feel cold-like symptoms, a sore throat, swollen glands. A few days later, uh, the symptoms worsened, and she went to the doctor, who said she had been suffering from an allergic reaction to a prescribed Accutane medication. Uh, still feeling like she was fighting off a horrible virus, Chamberlain returned to work but felt sick, and Tom Brokaw's assistant was feeling sick as well. It wasn't until news broke of Bob Stevens' death that Chamberlain suspected she had been exposed to anthrax. Again, the... The, the the powder the, the powder the, the substance not the, the bacteria band. not the not the band yeah um on October fifteenth it was found that anthrax laced letters were sent to the offices of two Democratic U S senators Senate majority majority leader majority leader uh, Tom Jaschel or Senate majority leader Tom Daschle is I think how you say that and Senate Judiciary Committee Chair Patrick Leahy their notes read nine eleven two thousand or nine eleven oh one you cannot stop us. We have this anthrax. This time it's the actual band. They kidnapped the band. Yeah, it's a ransom letter. Right. We have anth- We have this, not that anthrax, this anthrax. Right, yeah. Uh, you die now. Are you afraid? That's This sounds like the opening to an someone anthrax set us, song. Someone set up us. Uh, someone set up. What? what is someone it? set us up the bomb. That's it, yeah. Damn it. Uh, death to America. Death to Israel. Allah is great. All your base are belong to us. Right. It didn't really say that last part. And they didn't really kidnap Scotty Ian or Anthrax. Um, The return address to the Senate letters was for a fourth grade class at a non-existent Greendale school in Franklin Park, New Jersey. It's believed to have uh, that it may have been a reference to Greenbrook Elementary, which is in nearby South Brunswick. Franklin Park. I think that that's where like the real housewives women and, uh, you know, were from. Mm -hmm. I think they're from that area, Franklin Park, yeah. Is it frightening in the dark? I don't know about that. Did someone leave the cake out in the rain? Okay, can we just go back to the story? Another, oh, now we have to rush to the story. Because I don't know your uh, reference. MacArthur Park? I don't know your reference. Oh, okay. What is uh, this? It's a song. From who? you never heard of MacArthur Park? By who? I don't even know who sings it. That, that, see? I, I know the parody more. I know um, Jurassic Park by Weird Al Yankovic. Hmm. Which is someone let T-Rex out of his pen. God, um, now you're going to make me Google it, MacArthur Park. Okay. Another attack on the media would be uh, the, uh, the next to be revealed. A freelance producer working for ABC News brought their seven-month-old to the office, and the infant later developed a rash and tested positive for a less serious skin infection of anthrax. So if you breathe in, go ahead. Richard Harris. Thank you. Donna Summer. Which one is it? I think that Richard Harris is the original one and Donna Summer did a disco version. Mm. Jimmy Webb wrote it. Thank you. Don't thank him. No, thank you for telling me. Oh, you're you're welcome. Um so I guess if you if anthrax is exposed to your skin, you get like a, a, a bad rash, but it doesn't cause serious problems unless you inhale it. Uh letters were also believed to be sent to ABC News and CBS News, uh, although the only the only uh letters they know of were sent to um, the the company that owns the Enquirer. Um, in, yeah, the, in the Sun and all that. Yeah, yeah, the tabloid company, NBC, and the U.S. Senate, uh, and also the New York Post. They uh, they also sent a letter to the New York Post. 
The other suspected attacks were only determined because of workers there falling ill. Mm. Two postal workers at a mail sorting building, 55-year-old Thomas Morris Jr. and 47-year-old Joseph Kersing Jr., died a day apart from one another after handling mail at a Washington, D.C. mail sorting facility that would later be renamed in their honor. I was closer like almost two years, and then they reopened it. The source of infection for the other two victims of the anthrax, anthrax attacks is unknown to this day. It hasn't been fully confirmed. Uh, Kathy Wynn, I believe is how you say that last name, Wynn, uh, N-G-U-Y-E-N, um, it's, a, it's like the most common uh, Korean last name. I believe it's Korean. It might be Vietnamese. I, actually, I think it's Vietnamese. You're so racist. Um... Uh, but she was a sick... Oh, yeah, Vietnamese. It's right there. <laughs> well, that's, that's why I'm sitting there laughing, because because I'm reading the word Vietnamese yeah. over and over again yeah. as you're trying to figure out if it's Korean or... <laughs> no, it's, it's totally Vietnamese. I believe Lee is the most common Korean last name. Um, Kathy Nguyen, a 61-year-old Vietnamese immigrant who worked at an ear, nose, and throat doctor's office, mm -hmm. complained of breathing issues and asked the superintendent of her Bronx apartment to take her to the hospital. Uh, Wynn was placed on a ventilator and passed soon after. It's believed that she may have contracted her illness at work as a colleague suffered a possible skin infection but didn't appear to inhale the anthrax spores. Uh, the most unlikely victim was 94-year-old uh, uh, Otili Lundgren. Hmm. Fake name! Actually, 94-year-old might be named Otili. Uh, so in 2001, 94 years old, she was born around like the turn of the century. The 19th and the 20th? Yeah, that could be a real name. Uh, she was the widow of a judge in a uh, rural, rural Connecticut, the Verger. I've uh, never heard of Otilly before. I, uh, Tilly, obviously. Mm -hmm. But never Otilly. It's, a, it's an Irish Tilly. No. There's no apostrophe. That's true. But the name Lundgren, like Dolph. Uh, yeah. It's got to be some kind of... Oh, uh, I must break you. No. No. Mm-mm. Um, Lung where, where's he from? Dolph Lundgren? Like Switzerland? or Pro Yeah, I'm going to guess like... One of those Nordic countries. Nordic, Scandinavian type countries. Yeah. Although, uh, they're not all Scandinavian. I don't believe, um, one of them is not Scandinavian. Oh, whatever. You, 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 you I want to say it's Finland. Whatever. It's not considered it's Scandinavian. The, it's all the same shit. It's all the same. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, she was diagnosed with a bacterial infection and put on a course of antibiotics, but mm. efforts to save her failed. Well, because she was fucking 94. 94, yeah. It's suspected that a piece of her mail may have been tainted in the delivery process as small amounts of anthrax spores were found in a nearby processing facility. Uh, the FBI launched an investigation giving the name, given the name Amerithrax. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm glad that I've never heard that before. That's <laughs> awful. That's really bad. Awful. Copycat letters were sent to several outlets, including the Washington Post and the failing New York Times. Um, it's believed... Anthrax should have changed their name to Amerithrax. <laughs> no, they though. should have. That's awful. Oh. Um, it, it was if, they, if they ever came out with like a country album, it should have been called Amerithrax. Amerithrax! Uh, that's Amerithrax, actually. Yeah. Uh, or like an album of country covers in like their style. Amerithrax sounds like a, a place that would just, you know, take over for Pfizer. Yeah, or like uh, they, they're like a paycheck company. Mm. Uh, it's believed that the letters are mailed from central New Jersey around Trenton or Princeton. Yeah, hey, we were just talking about that place earlier. Yeah. Uh, a mailbox just outside the campus grounds of Princeton was among 600 tested and the only one to test positive for anthrax spores. Huh. Uh, the first major suspect, later totally exonerated, was Stephen J. Hatfill. Um, he w it was believed that someone who had experienced the biological weapons was behind the attacks 
and Hatfield, a virologist and biological weapons expert, certainly fit the bill. Although he said, I never worked with anthrax ever. I worked with other things, but never anthrax. Mm. Um, Vassar University professor Don Foster, who would consult with law enforcement on prior cases. Um, no, uh, what was his name? Don Foster. Oh. I know, I said Foster. Mm-hmm. Um, who had consulted with law enforcement on prior cases, found an old interview where Hatfield uh, explained how one could make a weaponized bubonic plague with what he called simple equipment. Um, Crazy fucking people. Yeah. Um, Don Foster, uh, he kind of came to fame. There was a book in the 90s called Primary Colors, mm. uh, which was... Um, it was supposed to be fiction, but everyone's was like, no, this is about Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, somebody that was close to the Clinton campaign when he was running for president in 92 wrote it. It's like a behind-the-scenes fictionalized version of it. And he kind of like went through things and went through people's writing styles and said, hey, it's this guy. And the guy's like, yeah, it was me. Um, he found an old interview where Hatfield, oh, you said that part, uh, said you can make the bubonic plague with simple equipment. I made it right now, and I hit it in one of your Cheez-Its. Uh, moreover, Hatfield had lived in Rhodesia. Why do you have to say that? Well, I was going to make it a surprise, but I figured I'd mention it. This episode is sponsored by Cheez-Its. Yeah. <laughs> Cheez-Its, now with extra bubonic plague. Um, it's fucking rude. Cheez-Its are delicious, though. You can't even taste the plague. No. Uh, moreover, Hadfield had lived in Rhodesia, which is now Zimbabwe, at the time of an anthrax outbreak there, and he attended medical school in a town called Greendale, uh, the name of the fake elementary school and the return address of the anthrax letters. Uh, anti-biological warfare advocate Barbara Rosenberg uh, was pointed in a similar direction, speculating on a BBC interview that a, quote, top-secret CIA project gone awry was to blame for the anthrax attacks. Um, Hatfill suspects his name was brought up to Rosenberg by a potential meeting with a defense contractor who disliked him. Foster and Rosenberg joined forces and persuaded the FBI to look deeper into Hatfill. Uh, the FBI search of his home was broadcast on every news channel in the United States and abroad. So he was like public enemy number one. Um, he was like the guy. And um, Hatfield was fired from his job. He was canceled, essentially, uh, because people thought he was the anthrax guy, um, not Scotty Ian. Uh, he was fired from his job and federal agents discouraged a university in Louisiana from hiring him. U.S. Attorney General John Ashcroft even publicly declared him a person of interest in the case. Uh, Quote, my life is being destroyed by arrogant government bureaucrats who are peddling groundless innuendo and half information about me to gullible reporters who in turn repeat this to the public in the guise of news, a defiant Hatfield said in the press conference. Despite the FBI focusing on him to the exclusion of anyone else, uh, there was never any evidence uncovered tying Stephen Hatfield to the attacks. The government would officially clear Hatfield of suspicion in 2008 as part of a $5.8 million settlement of a lawsuit he had filed against the federal government. Damn. Uh, later on in 2002, before the midterm elections, the Bush White House uh, allegedly pushed then-FBI Director Robert Mueller, uh, who would go on to a greater fame as a special counsel investigating Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, to blame al-Qaeda for the attacks. It wouldn't be until 2008 that the government declared the case closed. Like Hatfield, Bruce Edward Ivins had plenty of knowledge on infectious diseases. A scientific prodigy, Ivins did his PhD thesis on the toxicity of our city. 
Wait, that's the system of the down. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. is a song uh, on the toxicity of a disease causing bacteria uh, and spent 18 years as a senior biodefense researcher for the United States Army. And he did work with anthrax uh, as far back as 1983. Wow. The, the, the bacteria, not the band. Right. Never uh, worked with the band. Did he work with System of a Down? Probably not. Um, do you he, like System of a Down? They're okay. Oh, uh, dude, those two fucking BYO was it BYO BYOB? Um, and yeah, and what the hell's the other Chop one? Chop Suey, Chop Suey, dude. Those two songs, I I know that they're they're like they're big. <sighs> I was gonna say Ivan's did. Uh, we're gonna let him have ourselves, but he did commit self righteous suicide. Really? We have look at there. Huh. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, he did work with Anthrax. Uh, the the the, the bacteria. Mueller changed the leadership team behind the Anthrax investigation in two thousand six. And it led to a deeper look at the forensics behind the anthrax spores found, specifically at the genetic property of the spores. Vincent Lisi and Edward Montooth. What a name. Lisi and Montooth, private <laughs> eyes. Uh, the leaders behind the new investigation determined that the spores were likely from the U.S. Army Medical Research Institute of Infectious Diseases at Fort Detrick, Maryland, where Ivan's worked, where he often worked late hours alone, they said. See, uh, they actually do look into things. To all those naysayers to say that people don't actually, well, huh. hang on, uh, yeah. as Hadfield uh, receded from suspicion, Ivan's seemed to be, uh, mentally break down and at one point was involuntary committed to, involuntarily committed to a psychiatric hospital. FBI agents conducted two raids on Ivan's, believing him to have a profit-based motive. Ivan's was uh, upset about funding cuts to his department and he had patents on potential anthrax vaccines and would have really benefited from them being um, mass-produced. So, um, microbiologist Nancy Hagwood had mentioned Ivans to investigators all the way back in January of 2002. At that point, law enforcement had effectively ruled out terrorism, and they were looking within the biotech field. They didn't think the terrorism had anything to do with this. Um, Hagwood and Ivans attended grad school together at the University of North Carolina. Now that sounds like a fucking pair of private eyes. Hagwood and Ivans. It's like Rizzoli and Isles. Wasn't that a thing? <clears throat> it was, yeah. Um, they attended grad school together at the University of North Carolina, go Tar Heels, uh, where Hagwood was a member of the Kappa Kappa Gamma fraternity. We're very fraternity heavy in this episode. Mm. Uh, Ivans would constantly press her for information about the organization. Ivans appeared to have an obsession with closed groups and secret societies, uh, especially like fraternities and sororities. I like the skulls. Um, Kappa Kappa Gamma in particular was of interest to him. In 1982, while working in Maryland, um, what was her name again? Hagwood. Hagwood um, came home to find her sidewalk, fence, and car spray painted with the letters KKT, or KKG, sorry, Kappa Kappa Gamma. Uh, she also found a letter to the editor in her local newspaper in her name, defending sorority and fraternity hazing, which is something she didn't write and didn't agree with. She suspected Ivans and confronted him, but he denied being behind the graffiti or the letter. Uh, the mailbox in Princeton, where the anthrax letters were mailed, was hundreds of feet away from a Kappa Kappa Gamma sorority house hmm. uh, for Princeton University. Shortly after being notified that he would likely be charged in the anthrax killings um, and that the government would likely pursue the death penalty if he was convicted, Ivans killed himself by overdose overdosing on Tylenol 3. Really? Tylenol yeah. 3 of all things? Tylenol with codeine, yeah. I can't take it. I'm allergic. Okay. Uh, or so the story goes. On August 6, 2006, 
Jeffrey Taylor, a U.S. attorney, declared Ivan's the sole cul culprit of the anthrax attacks. Quote, we were able to identify in early 2005, uh, I'm sorry, in August 6, 2008, that should be, uh, Jeffrey Taylor declared Ivan's the sole culprit of the attacks. He said, uh, we were able to identify in early 2005 the genetically unique parent material of the anthrax spores used in the mailings. He went on to say the parent material of the anthrax spores used in the attacks was a single flask of spores known as RMR-1029 that was created and solely ma maintained by Dr. Ivans. Seems like pretty good evidence. But in the ensuing years, doubt has been cast on Ivans's guilt. The National Research Council reviewed the case in 2011 and determined that it is not possible to reach a definitive conclusion about the origins of the anthrax in letters mailed to New York City and Washington, D.C., based solely on the available scientific evidence. Other external uh, investigators determined there was uh, sufficient security gra gaps in the facility where Ivans worked for any of the dozens of workers there to smuggle out the anthrax. Ivans's co-workers have long doubted he would have the time and ability to create the amount of spores necessary to carry out the attacks alone. Uh, scientists who cast doubt on Ivans also cast I doubt at Ivans's ability to, by himself, turn the wet suspensions of anthrax that are in the lab to the powder that was used in the letters. Some who wet, wet suspension sounds like a good band name. Yeah, I think it's a, a basket full of puppies album. Uh, some who believe that the forces within the U.S. government were responsible for the September 11th attacks uh, believe that those same forces were responsible for the anthrax attacks too as a method of ensuring public fear was strong enough to en enact intrusive law enforcement enforcement measures like the USA <coughs> Patriot Act. Right, yeah. Uh, their belief is bolstered by the idea that Ivan's suicide, if there really was a suicide, yeah. prevented a trial. Well, I was going to say, because like, if he's not guilty and it was somebody else, why did he commit suicide? It's probably a murder. My dude. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that lack of a trial prevents this case from ever having a definitive conclusion. Uh, lead federal prosecutor Rachel Lieber felt strongly about the government's face case, saying, "You can get into the weeds and take little shots of, at, um, at each of these aspects in our vast, you know, mosaic of evidence against Dr. Ivans." And ladies and gentlemen, the big picture is you have you know brick upon brick upon brick upon brick of a wall of evidence that demonstrates that Dr. Ivans was guilty of this offense. The widow of Dr. Uh, the widow of not Dr. The widow of Bob Stevens, photographer or photo editor. Uh, the first victim to die in the anthrax attack attacks sued the U.S. government, settling for $2.5 million, alleging that the government, quote, failed to carry out its duty of care, the highest degree of care. So what do you think? Um, I don't know. It seems like there wasn't enough evidence to fully say that Ivan's did it. Um, I, it seems like something may have gotten fucked up and they were looking for a scapegoat and Hatfield didn't work. So they went to Ivan's. So maybe there was something nefarious going on. Maybe um, maybe the anthrax got into somebody's hands. Maybe they were testing our ability to, to check it. Who the fuck knows? Maybe it's one of those things that's going to come out years and years and years later. Yeah. But I don't think there's enough evidence to say definitively that it, it was or was not. And the, the further we get away from it, the harder it is to, you know. Oh, yeah. And they destroy the evidence afterward. They destroy, like, the anthrax. Yeah. yeah. Which is what, what you would do if you have nothing to hide, right? Yeah. So that's the anthrax story. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit of intrigue. Yeah. Well, it's time to pack up and... It's time to do this! It's time for another game of Who Died ah! the Worst. 
That's right, everybody. It's time for your favorite game and mine. Who died the worst? It's not who died the funniest. Mm -mm. It's not who died the first. Nope. Well, it could be. It could be. Uh, but the name of the game is who died the worst. I'm going to give Jackson Wells over here. That's me. Three deaths. Three. He's going to tell me which of these three people died the worst. Call my shot right now. It's two. Number two. The number two man. His name? Number two. Now, see, when I say it, it's not, it's not like definite. That's not what I'm sticking with. It's just, that's what I think it's going to be. I don't know why. Gut feeling. All right. Fair enough. Death number one takes us to Ireland. Watch it be just so wrong. <laughs> and so like, oh, there's no way the two, but that, okay, go ahead. Um, Ireland. I don't think death number two is going to win. If I, if I had to put money on, I would not put money on two. Okay. I am going to, um, I am going to put up a, um, now how can I, how can I do this? I don't know. I, I have my prediction. Oh. Uh, I, I will give you my prediction after we read these. Uh, death number one takes us to Orland, um, where a gentleman named Jasper Kraus. That sounds German. Of, uh, here's a name. Here's a name of a town of Killahornia, Ireland. <laughs> okay. Um, was found in a pool of his own blood at his home. Mm -hmm. uh, apparently, he, he died after being mauled mm -hmm. by an animal. Mauled. Would would you care to guess what type of animal mauled Jasper Krause? Clearly a Krause. boar. Not a boar. Okay. Uh, a chicken. You're very close. A rooster. Yes. A rooster. He was mauled by a uh, an aggressive, and I've never heard of this, <laughs> a, a, an aggressive Brahma rooster Listen that to lived me. on his property. Listen to me. If there's ever any time to laugh at somebody being mauled by an animal it's somebody being mauled by a fucking rooster what's well, a brahma rooster so, it's yeah a, it is a, it's a, a brahma rooster okay sure that's death number one uh yeah they said he was um heard screaming during the attack and they saw blood uh he had a tenant that lived with him cory o'keefe which mm -hmm. is a better irish name, irish name yeah. um of Kilhornia also uh, said he heard Kraus screaming during the attack and saw blood spurting from his leg as well as a large wound on his calf. Oh, man. Uh, he called emergency services, um, and they talked him through CPR. It took 25 minutes for the ambulance to get there. Oh, probably a lot of loss of blood. Uh, he was coming in and out of consciousness, and he, his last word was rooster. Rooster. <laughs> It's not funny. He died. Um, Do you think that at some point he was laughing? Like, he's probably like scared shit, but then at some point he's probably like a fucking rooster like, oh, pecking at me. Oh, feck. I'm oh, going to get killed by a feckin' rooster. rooster. Feckin'. Feckin'. Uh, I don't think they all say feck, but sure. I, I just watched that. Um, What's the name of the movie? Uh, The Banshees of Isharnia or something like that. Sure. It's um the guy who did like... um. Uh, in Bruges, mm -hmm. Martin McDonough. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, the Banshees of uh, Inna Sharon, which is like, it's set in like the early 1920s during the Irish Civil War. Yeah. But it's in this little uh, island off the uh, coast of Ireland. Mm -hmm. Is it the, the one where they make all the wool sweaters? No. Are you sure? Positive. Okay. I just watched it on Sunday. What's the, what's the, uh, the island called? Um, Inna Sharon. No, it's about, it's got like Colin Farrell and, um, uh, what's that guy's name? Um, fucking, uh, Gleason. Um, oh, uh, Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're both in, in Bruges. Uh, I know it's got Barry, uh, Keenan uh, in it. And yeah. Gary Lydon. 
Patch short. Okay. Just read 90 B now or, or something like no, that. No, I am. But I'm looking. Okay. So, um, Brendan Gleeson, I love his son. Domnall or whatever. Domnall. Yeah. yeah Domnall Gleeson. Uh, these two are both in Imbruge and they were excellent in that too. This is, um, yeah, basically, um, Brendan Gleeson's character, they're like him and Colin Farrell's character are just really good friends. And all of a sudden, for no reason, uh, Brendan Gleeson's character just doesn't want to be friends with him anymore. And just like ignores him and shit. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and it's like, uh, he just, Colin Farrell's just like, why? And he's like, I, I find you dull. <laughs> and, is it funny? Uh, there's funny moments. It's very, very gloomy, though. It's very like. Oh, like, um, like, uh, the fuck's that movie called? Feck. The fuck's the movie Stop called. Stop it. They say feckin' a lot in I this movie. I don't care. Uh, Some people criticize it. They said they were being, like, very stage Irish. Mm hmm. Yeah. Even though. It's an Irish movie that was filmed in Ireland with it, Irish people, with Irish, Irish writer, Irish with director, Irish, Irish actors. People, yeah. yeah. It's like it's as like, an Irish American, I'm offended by you, this. You know what? That's like what I said earlier about Philly. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's not from Philly. You know, because somebody's going to say that. They're like, he doesn't say water. So yeah. he's not from Philly. Or he's, he's you know, putting on Philly too. It's like, I was born and raised in yeah. South Philly. Very good movie, though. Born and raised in yeah. South Philly? Great mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. No, but what's the, the, the lighthouse? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's yeah. a very dark fucking movie. Isn't that like Willem Dafoe or something? Yeah, and, and uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Fantastic fucking movie. It's really weird and dark and fucking, there's some funny shit in it. But it's really dark. Yeah, that's what this is too. Really like, there's dark. there's some very funny moments. Uh, anything this like Martin McDonough, he's one of those guys. Like anything he does, I'm in. Like he's got that like Tarantino, Coen Brothers, like that uh, Wes Anderson. He's got that level for me now. Like I love him, Bruges. He did Seven Psychopaths, which is pretty good. Mm -hmm. And he did that. Um, I think I made you watch. It was like three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Okay. So, like Francis McDormand and Woody Harrelson. Uh, principal photography for this movie. The uh, uh, Inishmore uh, or Inishmore uh, was uh, yeah filmed there until it was moved to uh, some island I can't even pronounce it in County Mayo, which is where my family's from. Yeah, my family family's from County Mayo and Roscommon. Were any of them ever attacked by a uh, Brahma rooster? I don't think so. Did you see how I brought it back? That yeah, was nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we've come. So old Kraus was coming in out of consciousness, saying the word rooster. He was in poor health. Um, he was in remission from cancer. He had renal fa failure before. He was on a lot of heart medication. And then um, he's probably on blood thinners. So the rooster pecked at him and just made him spring a leak. Gotcha. Um, so that that's death number one. Death number one is death by Brahma rooster. Yeah. Uh, death number two. Um, we are going from Ireland to Brazil. Uh, this is the shot you called. Brazil. Let's see if it, if it works. Uh, so this is concerning a lawyer... Leandro Matias Noveas, uh, a lawyer, a Brazilian lawyer, who was at a hospital. Uh, he he was he was been a good son. He was taking his taking uh, his mother to get an MRI done. Um, and he came into the room with the MRI machine, and uh, as soon as the MRI machine started working, there's a very powerful magnet, right? Okay. Um, and the magnet started to pull at Matthias's gun. He had a gun on him. Okay. And so the um the gun was pulled away um as if it was being magnet pulled by a magnet because it fucking feckin' was. That's going to keep saying feckin'. You're going to keep saying it. Um and so the gun gets pulled away and it hit the device, it hit the MRI machine. Oh. It went off okay. and it shot him. So death number 2 is death by an MRI machine 
pulling your gun away from you. It hits against the MRI machine and it goes off. And you're telling me this one's not going to win? You think that's going to win over Attack Rooster? Yeah! Okay, maybe this will win. All right. Yeah, it probably will, because you're going to just say this guy's an idiot. Uh, death number three. Though, though Attack Rooster is pretty fucking crazy. Death number three. Because you usually go with who deserved their death the least, and the guy got fucking attacked by a rooster, and he was sickly anyway. And he bled out, and his last words were rooster. That's funny, though. It's not who died the funny, and not who died the first. Right. Well, I don't know who died the first. These all died around the same time, I think. No, but it was the, f- the, the first, as in the first. Oh, the first I read, yeah. yeah. It can be. It can be who died the first. Right, funny. it can be, right. But it's not, it doesn't have to be. So that's why I don't like, you just needed it to rhyme, really. Is... Yeah, yeah, it's more, it was actually just something I freestyled in one time and it stuck. Yeah. Um. So our last one takes us, we're going all, over, all around the world with this. We've gone to Ireland, to Brazil, and now we're going to Mozambique. Mozambique? Yeah, we're going to uh, Africa, I believe. Um, we're a pastor, Francisco Baraja, who um, founded the Santa Trinidad Evangelical Church uh, in the city of uh, Biera. In, in Mozambique. Sure. He um he was trying to be Christ-like. He was trying to emulate Christ. He's a uh, pastor. He was trying to emulate Christ. Right. And uh, he was trying to do something they said Christ did in the Bible. And that is uh, fast for 40 days. Okay. Not recommended. Right, yeah. Uh, after 25 days without food or water. Because he probably didn't do that. Yeah, he probably didn't. Probably didn't exist. Very, very good chance he didn't. Yeah. Uh, very good chance he's an amalgamation of several people who may have and different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, after 25 days without food or water, um, Francisco was um, so emaciated that he couldn't stand up. Uh, the 39-year-old was taken to the hospital, and he was diagnosed with uh, acute anemia. I don't know what that is. I don't think it's anemia. Uh, and a failure of his digestive organs. Uh, they tried to rehydrate him. They tried to introduce liquid foods, but it was too late, and he passed away. Uh, so death number three is you try to be like Jesus, and you don't have any food or water for 25 days. And he was already pretty skinny to begin with. Like, I mean, water you need, but you and I could probably go 25 days without eating and live. It would suck. Mm, yeah. Um, but eventually, you would just start feeding on your reserves. You just need water. I don't think I could. Oh, yeah. We have some health issues where you might. Yeah, because of my kidneys. Kidneys? Do you um, like the color? I don't care. Of your kidneys. I don't care. Um, okay, so that's... Yeah, so again, the recap. Death number one is uh, the guy that was mauled by the rooster. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Brahma rooster, which I believe is an XFL team. Uh, I think it's the Sacramento Brahma Roosters is one of the eight XFL teams. Well, I mean, the Brahma Bull does... Well, only... I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but one of the teams is called the Brahmas. They're called like the... Uh, I think they're the San Antonio Brahmas. Well, I mean, The Rock owns the F- yeah. XFL. It's like one of the te- like a lot of the teams have the same names as the XFL that was around in 2020. Like the Seattle Dragons became the Seattle Sea Dragons. Uh, so, uh, there was the New York Enforcers, and now I think like the Orlando Enforcers or something. They moved to Florida. Um, but yeah, like there is a team called the Brahmas. I think they got rid of the uh, LA Wildcats, which is a dumb name anyway. It's just so generic, right? Uh, so anyway. Death number one is the guy that was attacked by the uh, the Brahma rooster, the okay. uh, San Antonio Brahma rooster. Right. Uh, death number two is the guy whose gun hit the MRI machine and went off. Uh, death number three is the pastor who fasted. He tried to make it to 40 days, could only make it to 25, and uh, died because he stopped eating. <laughs> so I ask you, Jackson Wells, who died the worst? <sighs> okay. 
I'm just going to come right out with it. Okay. The winner. Death number one. Death number one, the Brahma rooster. Brahma rooster. That's a pretty bad way to go. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I'm like, if the Brahma rooster wasn't there, death number two would have been the would have been yeah. the winner. Well, I mean, the, the most painful would probably be the third one, but he brought it on himself. Your your organs are failing. You're you're going through two like uh over three weeks of just hunger pains. Yeah, but I wonder how much like at this point this guy is. <sighs> he might be tripping at this point yeah, yeah he might be tripping not even really like because i don't know that's look you're bringing it yeah like you're bringing it upon yourself and and, and but also don't bring a gun to a don't be a, don't bring a gun into an mri room i don't think that he understood like he probably didn't think that that yeah magnets know, how do they work he's a lawyer you would think he'd be fairly smart I think he's not the a scientist. Fuck, the fuck does there that? There are dumb lawyers out there. Okay. All right. I'm talking through my thought. I don't know that people, uh, like, automatically, like, assume that MRI machines are fucking made from magnets. You know what the M and MRI stands for? Magnet. Magnetic. Of course. <laughs> yeah. But do you think, do you think, look, how many MRIs have you had done? One. Really? Yeah. When? Uh, a long time ago. Yeah, I've had it done just within the last few years. MRIs. Mm -hmm. I've had panic attacks in them. Ooh, they're bad, dude. Yeah, yeah, if you're claustrophobic. Then I'm very fine. claustrophobic. I'm not. I'm very claustrophobic, dude. I start fucking, like, when they're like, okay, like, lay still, like, don't breathe. And I'm like, like, fucking freaking the fuck out, dude. Yeah. Freaking the fuck out. Like, MRIs are also those things soldiers eat. That's uh, MREs. Yes. Yeah. Um, Meals rarely edible. Edible. <laughs> and that's what uh, the Miz eats. That's Maurice. Oh. Huh. I would love to eat that. Um, so, yeah. So number number one. Uh, I'm just going to go with one because that's a fucking funky ass way to go. It is a feckin' funky ass way to you, go. You, you were fucking mauled by a fucking rooster. A Brahma rooster. <laughs> Which I didn't even know was a thing. Yeah. A Brahma rooster. It's like it's gotta be like a rooster on steroids. It's uh it's a tag team of Terry Taylor and Dwayne Johnson, the, it, the Brahma rooster. Yeah. Yeah, so all right. So that does it for uh for this episode of Losing. That what, does it. One fifty two, I believe. Okay. We're at. Um so yeah, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Maybe we'll do it next time. Oh no, I was gonna say maybe next time we'll do like a uh fiction one, but I believe we're uh we're right about due for our murder o dude episode. Uh or Saint Patrick's Day episode. Yeah, in we, honor are coming, of, we are coming up on Patty's Day. In honor of the Brahma rooster. Yeah, St. Patrick, the old Irish guy that wasn't Irish. And his sole purpose was to uh, come in and rid the snakes from Ireland, though there have never been any snakes yeah. in Ireland. So what were the snakes that they were ridding? Ridden, uh, ridding? Ridden. Yeah, do you know? Uh, do you know what the snakes were? Catholics? The No. Oh, he was, he was Catholic. Catholic. Yeah. It was the Pagan. Druids. It was the pagans. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. They were, that's, that's what it was. It was about coming in and it was about uh, enslaving, which he was a slave too at some point. Uh, it was about in, uh, coming in and really getting rid of one religion to push another religion. Maybe we should take two weeks off because if we do, then the, the next episode will come out on St. Patrick's Day. I told you that already. 
All right, yeah, we'll, we'll do a double break, and then we'll come back on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Or we could do an extra episode and just do it about fictional shit. Sure. There's less prep for that, so we can do that. Yeah, we could do that. We'll, yeah. we'll be back in a week with, like, maybe we'll talk about Castle and about Poker Face and stuff we like. Uh, we'll talk about some fake murder again. Haven't done that in a while. I think the last episode we did that was fictional was, like, Hitchcock or something. And that was a long-ass time ago. Right. Um. So, yeah, we'll do a fiction episode, Uh. which because there's less prep for me. Uh, we'll do that in two weeks, and in the meantime, and then we'll be back a week after that with Murder O-Dude on the 17th. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. We're going to have to wear a green. Yeah. And if you our, don't, you get pinched. And, and and party hats. I don't have any party hats. We'll have okay. a little drinky. All right. A little drinky poo. And, uh, yeah. Maybe maybe we'll have an O-Duels. No O-Duels? There you go, yeah. Mm. Okay disgusting by the way what odul's yeah never had it oh god never had it maybe a nice uh guinness maybe we'll raise a pint of guinness oh there you go uh so that's all i have do you have anything else yeah no but i just want to fucking now i'm I'm really in the mood for coal cannon and uh do you like cabbage are you cabbage yeah cabbage is good really yeah yeah coal cannon is that like um... i'm irish german and polish of course i like cabbage. that's true i but see you're Irish, German, Paul. I was raised on that shit. I went to the Constadter Vocal Fest every fucking uh, every year. I got a fucking brag about it because my grandfather thought he he swore he was German. He swore he was fucking German. Come to find out, the DNA says no, you're not. Nope. That's what the DNA says. That's right. Uh, uh, he is but, not. The, but when no. I ate that shit all the time, we always had bratwurst and knockwurst and fucking uh, all kinds of kabasi and and. Uh, 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 what the hell's the other shit? Glumki. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Glumkis and and pierogies and oh my god, all that stuff. Uh, I had more. I had more of that Eastern European food than I had Irish food, or mm-hmm. what what we would consider Irish food. Because right. because if you look at like people, I, I saw a thing the other day. It was like, what's traditional Irish food? Irish people in Ireland. Like I asked some guy. It was like I his name was Shane, and I was like Shane, what's what's the traditional like Irish thing? He's like, oh, like chicken and cabbage. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's very, like, boring, bland, but they don't do the whole... Well, they're very close to England, so no shit. But they don't do, like, corned beef and cabbage, because the corned beef is when the Irish came here. Yeah, it was just... And the corned beef that they used to eat was, like, this other kind of beef that they didn't have for a long time, because they couldn't afford it. Right. So when they came here, they were living in slums with Jewish people who were eating corned beef, so they kind of adopted that as, as part of their thing. So they would eat that with cabbage, and that's how corned beef and cabbage became a thing. And that's what the Irish Americans eat. So like when, when, and then, and then there are also like older Irish dishes like coal cannon, which is mashed. It's like potatoes with uh, bacon and uh, cabbage. Delicious. It's fucking really, really good. It's really good. And I, I made like a big thing of coal cannon and shepherd's pie, or I'm sorry, cottage pie. Cause I don't like shepherd's pie. You don't like lamb. I like lamb, but I like it in like Suvaki. Mm-hmm. I like it in, um, just uh greek food because my mom worked for greeks at one point yeah lamb euros are pretty good dude lamb is so fucking good lamb is delicious but 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 not with not i don't like it when it's like minced and it's you know Mm -hmm. like that just not not a fan um i like i like cottage pie but stuff like that is you know look some somebody was like uh i was watching something today and it was like maybe we should save this for the murder old dude episode or do you want to do it now well, I'll, I'll I could just repeat it, but if I don't say it now, I'll fucking forget it, and maybe I could come back and consult this because I'm like, what was I saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
no it was just one of these things where that guy was like um he was just like oh if if people you know they, they don't really know about like what saint patrick's saint patrick was about i'm like yeah i think we fucking do people oh because it was about celebrating saint patrick's day mm -hmm. it was like if they only knew no no we know we just don't care yeah we we like our fictionalized yeah we like the fictionalized version we like what we have which is a fucking day to party it's a day to drink and fucking eat irish food or what we consider to be irish food in america mm -hmm. and fucking drink and party dude what's wrong with that we listen to fucking irish music you know we wear our fucking fisherman sweaters and kilts you know, and I'm always wearing kilts on St. Patrick's Day. You don't, but yeah. I want one. I want one. I just want to lose some weight first. Right. Yeah. But anyway, okay. All right. So that's something to look forward to. We're going to have an episode before that. Uh, so with that all being said, we will see you next time with more murder. Oh, dude. Uh, my dude. Yeah. You had to wait for that. I got to wait for that. Murder, oh, dude, five. So, um, I do know who, who, uh, set up Stephen Hatfield, by the way. Okay. I thought you were going to say who set up us the bomb. No, no. Oh. Uh, Stephen Hatfield. Right. Uh, like, uh, we, we, we was talking it, about like there was this defense contractor who disliked him. McCoy? Yes. Yes. Thank you for taking my joke. <laughs>